Well, good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you to week one of the series that you've just seen the intro to called Habits, Small Disciplines, Big Results. And before we begin, I, it is our habit, it is our system that every single week we take a moment and we welcome those of us not only at the broadcast location right here in Lufkin, but also everybody joining us in the online campus and the Dieball Correctional Center, the Duncan Unit, and over at Northview Plaza, the Nacogdoches location. We are one church in several different locations and we're just getting started when it comes to creating those community destinations. So you guys, let's, let's help each other out. This is our uh, first series of the year, and I want us to welcome one another to church. Come on, broadcast. Come on, Nacogdoches. Come on, Duncan Unit. Come on, Dieball. Let's put our hands together for those that are joining us today. So glad to have you. Well, hey, here's, here's where we want to jump in. When it talks about habits, uh, <laughs> you know, um, bad habits are easy to make and hard to break. Good habits are hard to make and easy to break. And what I want to do today is really I want to kind of back up, and I, I, we're not even going to really use the word habits today. We're simply going to introduce some thoughts. I'm going to invite you not to be thinking about what you can do, but I just want you to begin to think a little bit. I want us to jump in and think, and I want to start by making sure of a few things. I want, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. And the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans wanted to make sure that the Christians in Rome were all on the same page, that they were focused on the right things, that were going down the right path. And in Romans chapter 13, here's what Paul the Apostle says. Make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-by-day -day obligations. And pause there. We could, we could just have a prayer meeting right there. Anybody felt in 2021 absorbed and exhausted, the day-to-day -day grind, the nine-to-five, the, the stuff, the ins and the outs, the one thing after another, the dominoes that are stacked that happen to be falling every single day. We can get absorbed and exhausted. And Paul's saying, be sure, make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in all that stuff that you lose track of the time and those off, oblivious to God. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. And you got to be careful that you don't just let things doze off. The Apostle Paul has given us a warning here. He's saying the night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. What is God doing? The Bible says in Proverbs 29, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But if they attend to what he reveals, they're most blessed. And a lot of people in a lot of churches want to do a lot of good things, but they, they're not really doing what God's revealed to them. And so they just try to do a lot of things and they stumble all over themselves. So, so we want to be up and awake to what God is doing. So here's the question you should ask when you're reading the Bible and you come across a scripture like this. What is God doing? The Apostle Paul goes on to say, God, here's what he's doing. He's putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. 
salvation, when we get saved, it's not just a one-time event. Salvation actually happens in three parts. And if I had time, I would give you a sermon on salvation in three parts. And I would give you three pieces of those salvation. And I talk about justification. And that's the very first part. When you get saved and you ask Jesus to be the center of your life, that is saved from the penalty of sin. And that later on, when you die and you go to heaven, that, that's glorification. That's the third part of salvation. And it's being saved from the very presence of sin. You're in complete purity and wholeness with God and the glory of God. That's glorification. But you and I are living in this process that God is doing that Paul's talking about, and that is sanctification, saved from the power of sin day by day by day. Although we're saved from the penalty of sin when we invite Jesus into the heart and he's taken that penalty on the cross, we're sanctified every day by the, from the power of that, that sin can have over us. So God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. And here's what Paul says. We cannot afford to waste a minute, must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence and sleeping around and dissipation, not anticipation, but dissipation, like losing energy everywhere on being focused on stuff that doesn't even matter and bickering and grabbing everything in sight. That tends to be me at the Golden Corral, okay? Paul gets, goes on with it. He says, get out of bed and get dressed. Don't loiter and linger, waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. The whole purpose of having a conversation about habits is that we would be getting dressed in Christ, dressing ourselves, putting on Christ-like character, conduct, and convictions every day, day by day, and not wasting time. Now, before we go any further, I want to just have a prayer together um, because I really believe that today matters. Um, the history of this church, we begin our 95th year as Timber Creek Church. This season that we're in, we are about ready to launch into one of the most important, pivotal years this church has ever had. We are going to be casting vision in the months to come, a grand vision about what we should look like when we turn 100. And we cannot, we cannot be wasting our time. We can't loiter and linger. We can't just be okay with just being okay. We don't wanna stay just where we are. God has something next. And as much as he has that for the church, he has that for you and he has that for your family. He has that for your place of business. He has that for your character. So would you just close your eyes wherever you are and let's just have a prayer Father, the next few moments we have as we unpack this, this scripture, this scripture of urgency, open our eyes to see and our ears to hear, and may we lock in, may we, may we shift the gears, may we crank up the boldness, may we uh, get more clarity on what you're calling us to do, but most importantly, who you're calling us to be. Speak so clearly today that by the end of this message, we'll say, I've heard from God about what the future needs to look like. We ask it in Jesus' name, the strong son of God, and everybody everywhere said a good amen. Amen. So here's what I wanna invite you to do this morning. 
Would you take a trip with me? We're gonna take a trip, and if we were if we were a little old school tonight, we'd be taking a we gonna take a trip on that good old gospel ship. That was some good old gospel singing. Or uh, take a trip with me down memory lane. We would back up and we would walk into memories, and we would think back and we would reminisce. We would take a trip down memory lane. But here's what we're gonna do. I want you to take a trip with me. This may be difficult, but I want you to take a trip with me to you to you, to Destination You, and it's not just Destination You in 2022, it's Destination You in five years. I want to think about how old you are now. I am 42 years old, and so I'm fast-forwarding the VHS tape of my life to 47. My wife, when I'm 47, she'll be also five years older than she is right now. Um, Things are going to look a little different. This church is going to be 100 years old. I am going to have one kid out of college and the other kid getting ready to start the second year of college. My wife and I are going to be empty nesters. It's not impossible to think that I could even be a grandparent in five years. Many times we overestimate what we can do in the short term. We underestimate what we can do in the long term. And when you begin to think about you in five years... There may be some positives and there may be some negatives. So I've taken some time uh, to talk, to think through some things about positive five years and negative five years. And I want you to think about this. If you put a focus, if, if, you, if you made sure, like the Apostle Paul said, to don't linger and don't loiter and don't be about this and that and the other, wasting your time, but get dressed and be about it. There are some positive things that you could see happen in and through your life in five years. Let me just give you, let me give you a few possibilities. I want to help you dream, okay? Let's just scratch the dream itch a little bit. You in five years, do you know that you could learn a new language? You could learn an entirely new language. You could Rosetta Stone the junk out of the next five years, and you could be como esta, muy bien. Like you could be doing it, legit, a brand new language in five years. It's just going to take some time, but you could do it. You could master another language. You could develop a whole new skill set, a skill set that you never thought you could have you could begin to get a whole new skill set. And that whole new skill set of learning a particular trade, going to a, a, vo- a vocational school, um, getting a college degree, shifting gears like that, that whole new skill set could actually help you change industries. What, where you started, what you're doing. In five years, you could completely do a 180, and from the job that you have now to a completely different job, you could learn a whole new skill set and change industries. If you read about six minutes a day, you could read 60 books in the next five years. About six minutes a day, you could read, on average, about 60 books in the next five years. That's about one a month. It is one a month. Now think about this. If you were to read 60 books, if you were to read one chapter of the Old Testament and one chapter of the New Testament every single day, you would read through the Bible three times in five years. Just one chapter of the Old, one chapter of the New, every day. In five years, you would read through the entire Bible three different times. 
Now, if you focus down and you laser beamed that instead of just getting through the whole Bible, you let the Bible get through you, you could memorize entire books of Scripture. You, you could memorize the entire book of the Gospel of Mark. You could memorize the entire book of Isaiah, one Scripture at a time, one day at a time. Memorize entire books. Could you imagine? Listen, listen, your heart is changed by what Jesus has done on the cross and you accepting and believing in him. But I can tell you, your everyday life is changed by getting in the word, allowing the word to get through you. You could memorize tons of scripture. Ultimately, do you know what? In five years, spiritually speaking, as your pastor, you could have a soul that would be radically transformed. The things that you get hung up and held up by right now, you could get over those. The, the stuff that you're walking in that's in the flesh, you could exchange that for the fruit of the Spirit. And you could walk by the Spirit and not indulge the flesh that comes up and bites every single one of us. And we have to deal with it because we live in these bodies of flesh. Your soul could be radically transformed. You, you could be closer to Jesus than you ever thought possible. Your prayer life could be the kind of prayer life that would shake. Did, can, I, can, I, can I tell you that the, 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 the issue with prayer is not the prayers that go unanswered? Do you know that the biggest issue with prayer is the, is the prayers that go unprayed? Think about the prayers that have gone unprayed in your life. And over the next five years, your soul could be radically transformed if we just focus in and built up our prayer muscles and spent time in prayer. It would be a game changer for you and it would be a game changer for this church. In the next few months, I'm gonna be casting vision for what the next five years, what I believe God is calling the next five years of Timber Creek Church to look like. We have a grand, crazy, audacious, scary vision for what we should be looking like down the road when we turn 100 years old. We'll be the oldest we've ever been, but we ain't gonna have some tennis balls on a walker in here. We're gonna be agile and flexible and growing and seeing lost people saved and saved people pastored and pastor people trained and trained people mobilized to make a difference in their world. And in five years, if your soul can be radically transformed, I want you to know this church can see the spiritual landscape of a region radically transformed. Those are some positives. Embrace them, lock into them. It can happen. But also, you in five years, there's, you know, I mean, there could be some negative things. And instead of learning a brand new language in five years, you know what you could do with all your spare time? You could loiter and linger and you could binge watch cat videos. <clears throat> and the reason I say cat videos, it is the number one uploaded content on YouTube. Cat videos and binge watching television shows take up 87% of the internet's usage every single day. Did you hear what I just said? Cats and binge watching television. As a matter of fact, if the internet had a mascot, it would be a cat. I looked up 
You know, and, and I bring this up because the other day my dog was sick. Our dog Molly was sick, took her to the vet. And there was a, a couple that was at the veterinary clinic um, that at first I didn't recognize them. They recognized me and, and uh, got to say hi to Stacy and Ron there. And their little cat was sick and they were getting it taken care of. The cat had a cough or something or I don't know what was going on. But, but they were taking care of their cat. And, and Stacy texted me uh, a, a couple of minutes later after I had left and said, hey, we know you hate cats but we do we do have three dogs so hopefully that redeems us and I texted back said I don't hate I don't, I don't hate other people's cats I just I just I just don't have any desire to have cats in my own life anyway I digress I spent way too much time on this as a matter of fact I looked up the number one watched cat video on the internet it's called Nyan the cat and, and I thought that, hey, 2022, what better way to start this new series by helping you watch the most famous cat video on the interwebs. It's called Nye and the Cat. It's three minutes and 30 seconds long. And here's, here's, here's that video. It's been viewed 114 million times. Okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna torture you like that anymore. I'm, I'm not gonna torture you. It's like uh, the CIA uses waterboarding and that video. Okay, uh, in five years you could waste your time, is what I'm trying to say. Binge watching anything and just doing it. And before you know it, you're like, man, where did the time go? It's really difficult for you to keep track of what you did last Thursday at 3 p.m. Because what you did last Thursday at 3 p.m. If it wasn't very important, you're not gonna remember it. Sometimes even if it is important, you don't remember it because we're not really, really focused on making the most of that time that Apostle Paul said, it kind of just slips through and becomes frivolous. Hey, you know, on a more serious note, not only could you waste away your time, um, you could actually be navigating a messy divorce. Five years from now, what seems to be little could grow and grow and grow. And if you don't recalibrate, if you don't talk about it, if you don't deal with the relational tension, it can become messy. And you can be in the middle of a messy divorce. Hey, you could, in five years, rack up mountains of debt because um, the strategy you're using is, is producing mountains of debt already. And you're gonna look back in five years and say, where did all that money go? How did it get to this? And it wasn't one big purchase. It wasn't one explosion. It was one little domino after the next, after the next compounded into something big. Positive compounds, negative compounds. Hey, you know what? In five years, you could be brittle from the inside out with bitterness. You could let that seed, um, that hurt, that wound, um, that, that, that unforgiveness, it, it could whittle away your life in five years. In five years, you could become a full-blown addict. I, I mean, what starts small, what starts with a dabble, what starts with a little thing, you, it, it, addiction can grip you a lot faster than five years. And what we end up finding is without intentionality, without focus, 
um, w- without a purpose. Everybody's going to end up somewhere. It's just only a few of us will end up somewhere on purpose. And I want Timber Creek to be the kind of men and women that end up somewhere on purpose with a purpose. But if you let these negatives stack up, you name it, here's what will happen. You will be more absorbed and exhausted. <laughs> and the apostle Paul says, make sure now that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted all the day-to-day obligations that you lose track of the time, oblivious to what God wants to do. So when you think about five years from now, you in five years, here's the question I want us to ask ourselves. If you're taking notes, write it down. Number one, am I excited about me in five years? Seeing the way your life is going now, seeing how you're focusing what's on your mind, how things around you are uh, 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 panning out. Are you excited about you in five years? And the apostle Paul gives us somewhat of a formula, somewhat of some, some principles to understand in this whole passage. And when we need to get some facts straight in order for us to get the next five years straight, okay? So here's just a few, write these down. Number one, here's a fact. Time is not on my side. The old song says, time is, time is on my side. Yes, it is, but no, it's not. They lie unto you. Time is not on your side because it just slips by so fast. There are two kinds of time that the Bible talks about um, in the Greek. It's chronos and kairos. And in this scripture that the apostle Paul is talking about, he's talking about the kairos, the specific time. See, chronos is like the tick of the second hand on your watch. It's the systematic, um, it, it's one second, the next second, the next second. It's one minute, the next minute. It's one year, it's the next year. That's chronos. That's, that's an understanding of just kind of consistency in time. But kairos is more like special monumental monumental moments in time. The apostle Paul says, the night is about over. Dawn is about to break. He's, he's, he's talking about this reality of, 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 of Jesus and, 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 and time is short and the harvest of God and the kingdom of God and, and, and the, the church being so focused on what it needs to be doing in that season, in that moment. Over the next five years at Timber Creek Church, we got to be focused not on just day by day, sermon after sermon, week after week, dream team after dream team, day after day, but we need to be specific like the next five years are important for us and it's a special time in the history of this church as we turn the corner to a century of ministry, turn a corner to a century, 100 years, a centennial of kingdom impact. Uh, Time is not on my side and it's gonna happen whether we want it to or not, whether we're strategic with or we're not. Time's gonna happen to you. You're not gonna happen to it unless you're intentional. Number two, the the ways I let in are the ways I get set in. The ways I let in are the ways I get set in. Here's what the apostle, the apostle Paul says, we can't afford to waste a minute, must not squander precious daylight hours. But you know, we let the squandering, we let it in. We let it in. Um, whatever we let in, we will get set in. When we say, Somebody is set in their ways. Um, that, that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, going through the motions 
Well, they, you know, they're just going through the motions. Well, going through the motions is only a problem if it's the wrong motions. Yeah, if you're going through the motions and they're the wrong ones, yeah, that's terrible. But, but there's something powerful about looking one step at a time, the small disciplines, the habits of, of going through the motions every day. We're going to talk about that over the next few weeks. Going through the motions is the only problem if it's the wrong motions. Let me tell you something that's tragic. Let me tell you something that's tragic. The average American Christian attends church one out of every six weeks. That, that is about 11 times a year. I'm starting a sermon series and some of you, I'm not even gonna say hi to you until Easter because what do we do? We go through the motions, but it's the wrong motions. We go through the motions of letting our weekends run us instead of us running our weekends. We, we run through the motions of getting so overwhelmed Monday through Saturday that Sunday we just want to lay back and we don't put the first day of the week as a priority. And I'm saying to you, if, if you could just give the Lord the next few weeks in a row, it's amazing what God can do. Not just by, not, not just by going through the motions, but it's the right motions for you and your kids to be in church We've, we've heard it, don't get stuck in your ways, but stuck in your ways is actually a good thing if it's the right ways. Get stuck in the right ways Sunday morning. Get stuck in the right ways in the morning before things get crazy. Make yourself get stuck in the right habits, not the wrong habits, not the bad habits, but the life-transforming habits. Because the ways I let in, slowly but surely, the ways I respond to my wife, the ways I speak out, um, the, the ways I dabble and stuff, the ways I, I, I let my eyes linger on things that they shouldn't see, the, 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 the ways that I get relaxed and what I say and what I do and who I'm hanging with, all those things. Be careful. The ways you let in are the ways you will get set in. It's not a matter of you being a bad person. That's a matter of fact. Number three, future me is just an exaggerated version of current me. So when I went back through the process of you in five years, looking at the positives and the negatives, and you begin to get excited about you in five years, I wanna do a little reality check and let you know that, that your future self is only just an exaggerated version of your current self, just with a few more wrinkles. That's it, that's it, because who you are right now is who you will be then because everything you've been doing now has led you up to who you are. And if you continue to do that, then you will continue to be who you are in five years. And are you satisfied? Is that okay? Or maybe God wants more from you and through you and for you. Write it down. The truth is, time doesn't change who I am. I'll give it time, or time heals all wounds. <laughs> Wrong. Time doesn't heal wounds. Forgiveness heals wounds, actually. Time doesn't heal wounds. Time doesn't change who I am. Give it a little bit of time, and it'll get better. No, 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 no. Time doesn't change who I am. Time reveals who I am. It's your habits that change who you are. It's the changing of your habits. The apostle Paul said it earlier, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You want radical soul transformation? It's not just about time. It's about 
intentionality. My time equals my life. The way you spent last week was the way you spent your life. The way you spend your time in 2022 is the way you will have spent. You will have pulled the cash of your life out of your pocket. You will swipe the card. You will insert the chip of your life by the way you spend your time. And so with the rest of the time that we have today in this first week, this introduction, I want us to start... I want us to start with the first percentage, okay? I want you to think about this first percentage. What is that percentage, okay? Um, here, here's the percentage I wanna ask you to think about now and over the next 28 days, the next four weeks that we're together. I'm asking you, make a commitment to either be in person, and I think that that's the best thing, um, for those of you that can only join online, I get it, I understand it. But if you're able to join in person, it, it's the right thing. It's a good thing. Um, next four weeks, join us online and in person for this, for this percentage. Here it is, you ready? This percentage is gonna be huge. The 0.015% of your next five years will take place in the next 28 days. 1% of 1% of 1%. A tenth of a tenth of 1% is 28 days. And you will have already spent it in the next four weeks of what you will look like in the next five years. So if we want to be a certain way and do a certain thing and accomplish a certain goal in five years, four years, three years, two years, one years, we back it all the way up. And I'm just asking you to back up from the you in five years for a moment and just think about you for the next 0.015% of the next five years. The next 28 days, we're going to put some handlebars on scripture. We're gonna put some handlebars on habits. We're gonna talk about who overdue? We're going to talk about starting right habits. We're going to talk about stopping habits. I'm going to talk to you about how to crank up your observations, your opinions, your opportunities. Um, I'm, we're going to do a several things, but here's your part over the next 0.015% of the next five years, the next 28 days. Number one, I want to invite you and I want to invite my family and I'm asking myself to do the same. Number one, re-engage a sense of urgency. You and I are good in a crisis. Something happens. Jeremy, there's something going on. I, I can be dead asleep. And Janet screams and something's happening. I can jump up out of the bed and I'm ready to go. I don't know where I'm going and what I'm doing, but I'm ready. And I'm awake and my heart is going. I'm good in a crisis, but don't wait for a crisis. Many times people change their health habits because of a crisis. Don't wait for a crisis. Re-engage a sense of urgency. So the next five years are gonna be critical. We've gotta be urgent now, not waiting for four years and 11 months. Paul already told us, get out of bed, get dressed, like go, urgent. Don't loiter and linger. Dress yourselves in Christ. Be about the spiritual things. Re-engage a sense of urgency with Jesus that spending time with him really does matter. And it, we all like sheep. Look, we drift, we go astray. That's all of us. That's me, that's you. But like re-engage urgency of putting Jesus first in your life. 
Number two, think who I will become. Over the next point, zero, one, five percent of the next five years, think who I will become over what I need to get done. Many times, people's goals have to do more about what they want to accomplish than who they want to become. And I'm going to tell you, you are the greatest tool in your arsenal. A chef has recipes. An archer has arrows. Um, you, your, your, your arrows, your recipe is you. That, that's, that's the tool in the leader's hand. In the, in the Christ follower's hand, it's you. Who are you going to become versus what you need to get done? And when it comes to that, number three, it dovetails perfectly into, I'm going to challenge us to drop our New Year's resolutions. Don't even think about New Year's resolutions this year. Don't even think about them. Don't even make them. Here's what, here's what I'm encouraging you to do. Build New Year routines over New Year resolutions. It's not about a big goal. It's about an effective system. It's about a ritual. It's about day by day. It's a routine. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to talk to you about not just spiritual routines, but even some leadership routines, some, some work routines, some getting up in the morning, uh, habitual routines and rituals that, that have worked for me, that work for you, that will work for people that we even see all throughout scripture that Jesus had his routines. Number four, embrace a pace of bamboo over kudzu. I don't know if it's kudzu or kudzu or kudzu, but embrace a pace of bamboo over kudzu. Now, what is kudzu? Kudzu is an invasive species of weed, and it can, it can choke out the life of every other healthy thing around it. You can see that this kudzu has actually taken over an entire little house over the course of months because it was left unattended. It is an invasive weed species that can grow and choke out everything else its life. Here's what's crazy. It goes fast. It can expand one square foot every single day. One square foot every single day. Kudzu, man, it's fast. It gets stuff done. But I want you to embrace the pace of bamboo, not kudzu. See, here's, here's bamboo. And bamboo, here's the beauty about bamboo. It can grow 90 feet tall in six weeks. 90 feet tall in six, in, in 43 days. It can grow 90, it can grow four times the size of the ceiling in this particular auditorium. But, but bamboo, when it's first planted, it is barely visible the first five years. See, I believe God wants to do some root work in you and me in 2022. And we, we get all excited about fast stuff, fast growth, 10X our life. But God wants to do some bamboo work in us. That yes, it's gonna result in, in, in 90 foot spiritual strength, but it's barely visible for the first five years. You know why? You know why? because it's building an extensive root system. And some of you, you, you get knocked down so easily by the winds and the waves of life because you have a kudzu mentality. 
and you're strong with God and fast with God for a little bit, but your roots never grow. This is the year for your roots to grow. We wanna make it irresistible at Timber Creek for you to grow deep. We, 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 want, we wanna make it attractive for you to be chasing after Jesus and becoming all God has, has called you to become. It's our mission. Your God-given potential is our mission. And it all starts with deep roots, building an extensive root system of not just character and conduct and, and convictions, but community. We wanna build community at Timber Creek and connections with one another like never before. And this is gonna be the year. We're gonna do it this year. It's gonna be crazy. We're gonna see people connected like never before at Timber Creek. But you gotta take, you gotta take the pace of a bamboo, not kudzu. And here's what happens in church. Listen, maybe you're here for the first time. You're trying church. You're, you're getting back. I, I, I met a, a friend of mine um, who's attended online and a couple of times uh, throughout uh, the last couple of years. I, I met them at Walmart the other day. I was walking through the, the grocery aisles and, and met them. They said, hey, you're the pastor of Timber Creek. And I said, uh, yes, yes, I am. And, and uh, what's your name? And, and we talked for a minute. And they said, church really isn't my thing. Church really isn't my thing. But it's, it's unfortunate because, I mean, my wife used to really want to go to church, but because I don't go and it's not my thing, it's kind of becoming not her thing. Guess, what's, guess what that's going to look like in five years? I didn't say that to him. I, I said, well, hey, um, I, it's not too late. You can start over. So, so I mean, you can't, you can't take back what you've done, but you can start new. I said, well, you know, we're just a few days away from the new year. Why don't you come and join us? We're going to actually be talking about habits in the new year. He said, maybe I will. I said, maybe you will. For you and for me, we've got to choose that, that we, would let, we would let that pace of bamboo. We want everything to change overnight. And maybe you're visiting for the first time or the first time in a long time. And you're going to have, you, you have kudzu expectations of Timber Creek Church. Kudzu expectations of God. And he wants to build some extensive root system in you. And so I go back to the words of the Apostle Paul. It's actually the chapter before he gives us this challenge. It's in Romans 12 not 13, but in Romans 12, as we end today, here's what, here's what Paul challenges us in the chapter earlier. Here's what I want you to do, God helping you. And for everyone watching today and listening today, um, this is my prayer for you as well. It's not an original prayer, but it is my prayer. It's the Apostles Paul prayer, but it's my prayer for you as well. Here's what I want you to do, God helping you. And I'm inviting you wherever you're watching just to take your hands and, and place them palms up here. Just kind of cup them like you'd be holding some water in your hands, okay? Just hold them just like that. Very good, very good, just hold them. Here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life and I want you to take that and I want you to think about that for just a moment in your hands the ups and the downs the positives and the negatives you in one day and you in five years you five years ago and you right now every ordinary life work and eating and sleeping and fighting and laughing and crying and struggling and prospering and I want you to take that in your hands today 
the Apostle Paul prays this, and I pray this over you as well. Take all of that, take your life over the next 0.015% of your next five years. And I want you to take it and place it before God as an offering. That you would offer it to God. Many times we, we want God to offer us a better life. Give us a new life. Give us the grace we need. But perhaps we should be thinking about first things first. Your life is an offering. Take it and place it before him and see what he will do with it. Embracing what God does for you is so much more important than you trying to figure out what you do for God. This year, embrace what God wants to do through you and in you and for you versus what you want to all do for God. But it all starts with an offering. That's how we kick it off. That's, that's number five. Kick it off. Kick off 2022 with a glad offering over gaining anything. We want to get our gains in in 2022. We want to get those gains, those financial gains, those, uh, well, weight gains. I don't know if we want to get much weight gains, but we want to get those financial gains. We want to get those, we want to get those uh, prosperous things and, and, and the good stuff over gaining anything. Can we just start with a glad offering? And you know, we do this twice a year where we take this um, portion of the year and we place it before God as an offering in a special way. And we call it 21 days of prayer and fasting. And every single day, starting tomorrow through the end of the month, I'm inviting you to pray and fast. If you don't know what that looks like, hey, start small. And I invite you, join us live in person at the Nacogdoches or Lufkin location at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday over the next few weeks. 6 a.m. for one hour of prayer and worship. We'll worship God together. We join thousands of other churches with a virtual stream of other churches joining in and we pray and we worship for one hour. There's a time of corporate prayer and a time of personal prayer. And I invite you, start this year, bamboo style, little bit by little bit, inch by inch. Develop some root system with 21 days of prayer. Prayer connects us to God. And then fasting, fasting disconnects us from the world. So let's connect with God. Let's disconnect by fasting. I'm inviting our, our teams, our staff to, to do a food fast and to just have um, juices for a extended period of time. And then as a staff, we're going to change it up and do some different things that we're fasting, whatever it might be for you. Choose now, choose on Sunday, what you're going to take over the next 21 days. And let's pray together. Let's fast together. And let's see those small things actually become really, 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 really ridiculously big things in disguise. As we get dressed in Jesus, we get up and we get about it. Would you pray with me? All over our location, we just close your eyes and let me pray over you. Father, you're working out that salvation and for some of us, it may be that we need to take that first step. 
before we can ever get our lives organized, we gotta put first things first, and that's you in the center. And with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, if you're here and you know this is the year, it's time to get right with God. <laughs> Don't wait, this is the day right now. The bamboo roots begin today. And if you need to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, just in this moment, you'd say, Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are. Save me. Save me from the penalty of my own sin, sin that is basically me rejecting your authority in my life. Give me a fresh start. I surrender my life to you. Help me day to day to grow more like you. And as we're continuing to pray, if you're here and you know it's time, it's time for you to begin to make some changes. It's time for you to begin to develop some new habits. I want you to know I'm for you. But way more than I could ever be for you. God's for you. He's not against you. So God, I pray for the courage. I pray for those that are afraid to try something new. Those that are downcast because they've tried something new over and over and over. And maybe it was because they had a kudzu mentality. God, I pray that as we start over again for the first time or the 15th time, thank you for meeting us where we are. Thank you for not keeping us where we are. But step by step, process by process, as we give our lives as an offering to you, you're gonna multiply it and you're gonna pour out blessings we won't even be able to contain. Thank you for that promise. We ask it in the name of Jesus, the strong son of God. Everybody said amen.